Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Fried Green Tomatoes. If you haven't had a chance to catch our previous episodes, please go check those out. They have a ton of great information. Uh, today in episode six, we're going to discuss how to dry and cure cannabis. Once again, I'm Lauren and joining me is my friend David. Hello again, everybody. Okay, so today we're going to be talking specifically about drying and curing, more so curing than drying because that was obviously our topic on our last episode, but we're going to touch into the very last phase of growing, which is obviously one of the most overlooked phases, and this happens right after you cut down your plant and you harvest it. The cure is when you are going to place it in an airtight jar or other airtight receptacle to cure it. And um, the curing process is essentially preserving the flavors and the taste of the bud by uh, retaining terpenes and cannabinoids and reducing the chlorophyll, which is going to get rid of that harsh smoke. And it's also going to reduce kind of that vegetable or wheat or grass taste that you can get sometimes when you're smoking your cannabis. Typically, when you hang your cannabis, it's going to weigh about three times what it's going to weigh once it's dry, meaning that three-fourths of the weight of your buds when you first cut down your plants are all going to be water weight, and all of that is going to be moisture lost in the drying and curing process. A lot of this also includes sticks and stems, branches, leaves, all that trim that you're going to cut off when you're when you're doing your final trim on your plants. So don't get super excited when you have a really heavy, heavy weight before it's dried. Um, you're only going to get an accurate measure of how much you really yield after it's done curing. And when we're talking about how long we want to cure our cannabis, um, you don't want it to be super quick, but you also don't want it to be too long either. So um, too quick and the outside of the buds are going to appear dry and they're going to crumble really, really easily and you're not going to get you're not going to get a good smoke out of it. Whereas on the other end, the buds could develop mold and cause, you know, fungus. Other problems can happen if it stays wet too long because the immune system of your plant is in the roots. Um, so when it is separated from its roots, it no longer has its immune system and therefore becomes an easy target for pests and molds and fungus and things like that. Okay. And how long does it take to dry cannabis? Drying should take somewhere around um, two to seven days, depending on the environment, but you definitely want it to take seven, if not longer than that. If you start jarring your, your buds up two days after you harvest it, unless you know exactly what you're doing, it's more likely that you're going to get that mold and fungus that we talked about. So you have to control your environment and your humidity. Um, and if you need any guidelines on how to do that, you can refer to the previous episode right before this one, episode five, and we will give you accurate times, you know, humidity settings, environment settings, um, and how to know when it's time to actually consider it dry, and then you can start the curing process. And usually you're going to have a shorter drying time if you wet trim versus dry trim. Because if you cut off all the leaves when they're wet, obviously the plant does not have that moisture to pull in in the drying process, so it's going to dry more rapidly. So what is curing? So curing is uh, the process of storing your finished bud after it's completely trimmed and ready to go in containers 
Typically, airtight glass jars are used, you know, but you can use really anything that's airtight, Tupperware containers, things of that nature. And the whole name of the game here is to stop the, lo the loss of moisture. For the first two to seven days, you're going to want to dry it to a point to where it's not going to mold. Once it's at a point to where you're confident that it's not going to mold, your entire job should be preserving the moisture inside the buds because when you preserve that moisture, you're also going to preserve the, the flavor and the smell, and it's also going to increase the quality of smoking it. And about how long does it take to cure? So if done properly, usually curing is going to take at least two weeks to a month, and that's a very, very minimum. This is a widely debated topic. A lot of growers will say a much, much longer period than a month will give you the ideal cure on your buds. But you'll really start to notice by smell, uh, the smell of your buds will transform. At first, once once they're really starting to dry, they're going to taste you know, very, very harsh, and they're going to smell like freshly cut grass or hay or something like that. But once uh, all the, the chemical changes start happening in the buds, slowly that smell is going to change to what you would, you know, commonly associate with bud, right? And the ideal way to do that is keep it in the airtight container with a humidity around 65%. And there's a couple ways that you can do this. One, you can get little um, devices that you put in each jar, jar that are going to measure the humidity for you. And when the humidity gets too high, you can just open up the jar, let it air out for a little bit until it stabilizes in between that 55 and 65% range, and then put the lid back, back on it. This is called burping. Another way to do that is that there are companies that sell two-way moisture packs that you can put in the jars that will keep the humidity around that 65% uh, level. But you do need to be careful because while they are called two-way moisture packs, that's not necessarily accurate. They will not dry out bud. So if you put a two-way moisture pack in a um, jar of cannabis that is too wet, it's not going to have any drying effect on that cannabis. But if the cannabis is too dry, it will put some more moisture back in that jar and then make, uh, you know, revitalize your buds a little bit. Okay. And why is curing cannabis so important? Well, one, um, it's it's probably the most overlooked aspect of growing in general. So during curing, the moisture continues to draw from the very, very center of the buds towards the outside. Because when you um, when you dry out your buds, it's obviously going to dry from the outside inward. And while it is going to appear and um, feel and smell and look like it's completely dry to you, the insides of those buds are still going to be wet. And um, leaving them wet like that can lead to bud rot. Moist, uh, the moisture can cause fungus and, you know, obviously mold, like we've talked about multiple times already. But just because it looks dry on the outside does not mean that it is dry on the inside. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get an even distribution of moisture from the inside to the outside of the bud. And the way to do that is by curing it. So after you harvest the plant, uh, the plant begins to degrade and enzymes and aerobic bacteria break down the excess sugars and starches inside of the bud. And it's those sugars and starches that make the cannabis very, very harsh to smoke. And curing cannabis essentially forces the plant to use up those sugars and the starches, as well as any excess nutrients that are in the stems and leaves um, that 
you know, had a chance to dry out and get stuck inside the plant when you hung it to dry. You know, as we said previously, it also affects the flavor and the quality of the smoke. You can definitely tell when something's been cured for a long time, you're not going to have as many coughing fits as you will with something that's freshly hot off the presses, if you will, right? And the reason for this is that there are terpenes on cannabis, and terpenes are what provide the smell and the flavor. And terpenes are extremely sensitive and, and they can degrade, which means it won't smell, taste, or be as strong. And they can also evaporate completely if your temperatures get too low or too hot. So if your temperatures are 50 degrees Fahrenheit or lower, they can evaporate. And if your temperatures are over 90 degrees Fahrenheit, they can evaporate. So um, you could theoretically waste all of that effort that you did growing by not curing it at a correct temperature. And also a slow cure at a lower temperature, but obviously not lower than 50 degrees, is going to preserve those terpenes better than if you were to um, dry a bud quickly, right? I mean, because you can literally, uh, you can put a bud in the oven and you can dry it in a matter of minutes, but you're going to evaporate all those terpenes and it's going to be a, a greatly reduced experience from curing it correctly. Another benefit to properly curing cannabis is that you can store it for a long period of time in a jar and not worry about mold or the cannab cannabinoids or terpenes degrading as long as it's cured properly. Once, uh, once cannabis is cured, it can sit in a jar um, as long as it's in a dark room temperature area. Uh, it can last in a jar for a year, sometimes two, depending. But it's definitely, you don't have to freeze it. You don't have to refrigerate it or anything like that. It can be stored as long as it's cured correctly at room temperature in the dark, you know, in a closet, just in your jars, right? And um, that's a huge benefit because obviously, you know, you can't just have endless amounts of weed coming in. So you need to make sure that you have a way to make this last and not go bad. And curing is how you do that. Okay. So essentially, when you're curing your cannabis, it should be done in uh, a room or a space that's at a stable temperature and a stable humidity. Dank, wet basements or uh, like hot, muggy attics are not really going to be ideal. You should maintain this room temperature um, and humidity just like you do your growing environment. It needs to stay consistent day in and day out. Um, and, and light can also... Uh, degrade terpenes and cannabinoids. So it's ideal uh, to be able to turn off the light in whatever space that you're um, curing this in and obviously in jars. So it needs to be separate from your actual grow space if you're growing plants at the same time as curing cannabis, because obviously you're going to need the light to grow the cannabis and the light is going to hurt your curing buds. So they can't be done in the same place. But the detail that you pay attention to your, your measurements and your environment for your growing also needs to be paid to whatever environment that you're curing it in. It just needs the lack of light. Okay, that makes sense. And what um, equipment and tools do we need to cure the cannabis? Okay, so obviously you're gonna need some sort of airtight container. Typically that's done with jars. Um, you can get those uh, hydrometers that we talked about for each jar, which is gonna measure your temperature and your humidity. You, you're not going to be able to use plastic bags um, for curing because obviously they're not impervious to oxygen and oxygen is going to make your bud dry too quickly. Also, if you dry 
cannabis in plastic bags, it's going to take on a little bit of that plastic flavor. And that's, we're trying to avoid that. And that's a lot of the reason why um, like Tupperware containers and things of that nature aren't ideal for drying. So typically wood, metal, or glass are going to be what you want to dry them in. But you have to make sure that the vessels that you're putting them in um, are airtight. And when you're packing them in these vessels, you want to make sure that you're not packing them in there real tight. They need to be very, very loose. You don't want to compact or crush the buds. You want it to be about 70% of the way full, and the rest of it should just be left for oxygen and, and air circulation. And, um, and then that's when you seal them and make sure that they're cool and dry. Um, and you should be able to kind of turn the jar to one side and lightly shake it and have room for the the buds to break loose from the outer wall of the jar and actually be able to be shaken up because as they sit in there, they're going to be very, very sticky and they're going to start to stick together. And if you allow them to stick together and sit like that, you're dramatically increasing your chance of mold and fungus because where those two buds touch, there's going to be very, very little airflow and it's going to be damp and dark, which are all perfect uh, scenarios for mold. So you want to make sure you're avoiding that at all costs. So after a few days of curing your cannabis, if you allowed it to dry too much, you're going to notice that it's starting to soften up again. Um, generally, when you over dry your buds, they're going to feel really, really crispy to the touch. But as you put them in the jars, the moisture from the center of the bud is then going to be redistributed evenly throughout the rest of the bud, and it will rehydrate it a little bit. You have to be very careful because if you overhydrate it after it's already dried, you've already lost those terpenes. So it's not going to have the flavor and the strength that you're looking for no matter what you do to it, even if it is the right level of moisture afterwards because it's already too late. Um, on the other side of the coin, if the buds are too wet, Putting them in the jars too early is obviously a huge risk for mold. But if they're already in the, in the jar and you believe that they are too moist, you're going to want to leave the lid off for half the day or maybe even a full day before you're going to reseal them. And be sure to check the humidity levels constantly. Um, if you see them go above 60%, 65%, you need to make sure that you're allowing them to air out for extended periods of time, especially if they're too wet. And you know, you may even have to go a step further and take the buds out of the jar completely and let them air out. But the key is that every single one of those buds needs to be turned and it needs to get air access to it. If you can't do that by shaking the jar, it's either too wet and too sticky, so it won't fall off the side of the jar, or you've overpacked your jars. So those are the two big things that you need to take into account when you're looking at how much, not only how much is in the jar, but how it's acting when it's in the jar. And, um, you know, you're going to need to, quote unquote, burp it regardless um, of the humidity levels for the first week. You're going to need to make sure that you're getting fresh air circulating in there. Um, and again, to burp it, you're going to open the container once or twice a day for a couple minutes, um, at least, you know, five minutes. I usually do it about 15 to 20 minutes and then I reseal it. Um, this is going to release all that moisture that's evaporated out and it's going to replenish the oxygen inside of your container and have some nice fresh air in there to reduce fungus and mold risks. Okay, so what if you notice that it starts to smell off or kind of weird? So if you notice an odor kind of like, you know, ammonia or something like that, and for those of you who don't know what ammonia smells like, um, the strong smell of cat urine is ammonia. 
right? So if you smell something that smells like that, it usually means that your bud, it was not dry enough when you put it uh, in the jars and the anaerobic bacteria are consuming the buds, which is going to lead to mold or rotten cannabis. So for this one, it's kind of the same thing, right? You're going to leave the lid off of it for a whole day um, and then reseal it the next day or just take it completely out of the jar and let it air out. Um, obviously, that's going to make it dry too rapidly. But at the same time, um, if you start having the smell of rot, then you're looking at losing the crop completely. So you might need to do something extreme to rapidly dry it. Okay. Um, all right. So in review, um, here are some tips for storing buds. Uh, you can store out of direct sunlight in a cool, dry place. Store in containers with a neutral charge like glass mason jars. You can use hydrometers or products like Bovita Pack to monitor and control humidity levels. Vacuum sealed jars and containers to minimize oxygen exposure. Uh, separate your strains to maintain individual fl flavor profiles and label with a date. Um, it's no bueno to mix up strains. So you want to keep it at lower temperatures, uh, but above 50 degrees Fahrenheit because it slows down the uh, degradation of the buds. So THC also eventually degrades into CBN, which is um, a cannabinoid with different effects and properties. Um, this is usually what causes um, couch lock. If, if you've ever smoked a bud where you smoke it and you just want to sit on the couch and you stare at a wall for five minutes and don't even realize what's going on. That's because the CBN content of the buds is high, meaning that the THC has started to degrade. And that's called uh, cannabinol. And it um, it's also a derivative of hemp plants. So um, CBN and CBD are both uh, cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant, but they, are, they have different chemical structures than THC. So how you store your bud is going to uh, greatly affect what kind of, of a high you're going to get or, or, you know, how much couch lock you're going to get when you're smoking these buds. It's also important to know that um, when THC comes in contact with oxygen in the air, um, and obviously THC is going to be the main ingredient that you're looking for when you're looking for the effects of cannabis, the THC is heated um, and it converts itself into that CBN. So this is why we want to keep it in those airtight containers so that we don't degrade our THC and increase our couch lock while decreasing our high. All right. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for the great info on drying and curing. Uh, in the next episode, we're going to go into more details about lights. Um, and if you have any questions about anything that we've talked about so far, or if there is something that you would like us to discuss, please reach out to us via email at vafriedgreentomatoes at gmail.com. And you can message us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We look forward to the next time. Thanks. Have a great one, everybody.